Eli Drinkwitz has found his offensive coordinator, plus the 20th-ranked Missouri basketball squad has a chance to move even farther up the rankings tonight in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So let's talk about all that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. Well, except this week, yeah, I've been out the first couple days here. Wasn't even sure I was going to get a podcast out today. I apologize for that. It's been, well, a, a frankly, a family health-related matter that my family's been dealing with for a few weeks now, and it's just been taking up more and more of my attention the last, oh, few days or so. Just my wife and I have been spinning a lot of plates here the last few weeks or so, so I apologize for that. Just want you all to know I'm not just hanging around playing hooky, rest assured. Of that. But you know what? Let's get to the sports world. And you may have seen Pete Thamel first broke this story from what I saw, according to his sources. Missouri finalizing a deal to make current Fresno State offensive coordinator Kirby Moore Missouri's next offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach as well. And my first reaction to this, and again, I've been spinning so many plates the last few days, I don't have my usual amount of time for research here. We'll get there eventually if you stick with this podcast. I'll promise you that. But as my first gut reactions here, and that's about that's about all the time I have for that considering when this is posting, I think this is a really good hire for Missouri, especially when you consider, as I went over last week, Missouri wasn't going to be swimming with the absolute biggest fishes fish, let's get that correct, fish in the pond. Because, well, they were willing to pay 1.2, 1.1 million bucks for this type of coach. Hey, it's going to probably cost two or three million dollars to get the real hot names out there. But to me, I think Kirby Moore is a solid choice considering Fresno State, your Mountain West champions this past year. I thought Fresno State, you know, just in general, watching them from afar has really outperformed what I what my expectations for that particular program would be when Kirby Moore has been there. And, you know, Kirby Moore was not a guy who I had been paying attention to whatsoever this season, but Fresno State, certainly a program that, again, I've been admiring from afar. So, to me, this is a good sign. I, I want to get delve more deeply into exactly what type of offense Kirby Moore does indeed run, but... Again, first impressions here, really solid hire by Eli Drinkwitz. Now, regardless of what types of concepts Kirby Moore likes to run, I would imagine you'll still see a lot of quick passing game concepts. It's what Eli Drinkwitz prefers, and well, I don't mind it myself, to be quite honest. But to me, one of the big flaws with Missouri's passing game, and maybe Drinkwitz would argue that this has been by necessity. But to me, Missouri hasn't spread it out enough in terms of its receivers. If you're going to be getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly, well, he's going to have to be making really quick decisions. And to me, those decisions always get 
a lot more muddled the more people you have near the ball and you know just hunkered into the line of scrimmage. It's harder to do a quick passing game when you've only got two receivers in the pattern, essentially. Really, the bottom line here is, whether you agree with my previous assessment of Missouri's quick passing game and their lack of, I guess, offensive or passing game spacing, for for lack of a better term, to me, here's what you I think you have to agree with. Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz and, of course, Kirby Moore now, if the reports are accurate, and they certainly seem to be being confirmed by the Missouri beat at this point. You know, here's what we have to agree on. Missouri has to maximize the talent that it has. And that's why I think all of the discussions about Brady Cook during the season, this 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 off season, even the previous off season, well, especially with Cook injured now, that that's one reason. But to me, the Cook discussion has become just a tad overrated. Yes, it's the most important position on the field, but regardless of who the quarterback is, you've got to figure out a way to maximize the talent that you have. And I really hope Kirby Moore can do that because I felt like Bush Hamden, Missouri's essential play caller for the last few games of 2022 did a better job of that than Eli Drinkwitz. Because here's the thing. You can certainly criticize Eli Drinkwitz for his quarterback evaluation so far. I've had my criticisms of it. Lots of people have. But I tell you what, he's also not had a lot of time to actually recruit the guys that he wants. You can say, sure, maybe he messed up with Tyler Macon. We'll still see with Sam Horn. We'll still see with Jabari Johnson. But in a world where NFL teams blow quarterback picks in the top 10 of the draft all the time, each and every year, almost without fail, I can forgive a miss on a high school quarterback now and again. That's just simply going to happen with the amount of knowledge and resources that the National Football League has is it a big surprise that they're, if they're missing, frankly, it should be easier to evaluate college quarterbacks going to the NFL, one would think, than evaluating a bunch of high school kids jumping up to the college level. That, that seems to me to be even more unpredictable. But again, regardless of actual talent evaluation, when you get the guys there, you better figure out how to maximize their talent. And I just don't think Drinkwitz has done a good enough job especially with his quarterbacks so far in that regard. And coming up, the 20th-ranked Missouri basketball squad has a big-time test on the road tonight against Eric Musselman's Arkansas Razorbacks. How do I think Missouri matches up in this ball game? Arkansas, no Trevin Brazil, no Nick Smith, so let's talk about the Hogs coming up. But first, yeah, you can bet on the game over at BetOnline.com. Dot net as well. And of course, Bet Online is your number one source for all the sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you could need. And check out that Missouri line. Tigers getting seven and a half points tonight, plus 275 on the money line if you want to take the Tigers to win straight up. That's a pretty decent payout for you. But obviously, coming up, I'm going to share with you why that line is what it is. But if you love sports podcasts, by the way, and obviously you do, you can even find those on Bet Online as well. So head to their website, 
today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. That's Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get finer podcasts. And of course, Missouri taking on Arkansas tonight. I'll be honest with you, normally I'd love to actually get my eyeballs on at least one full game for before I preview a Missouri opponent, but as I said at the top, life has gotten in the way the last few days, so I didn't have time to do that. But if you just look at Arkansas's statistical profile, well, what obviously stands out is they're one of the top five defensive teams in the country while also playing a pretty fast tempo. So they, the idea that, well, you can't play fast and play defense, well, I think that's largely been debunked, and certainly Arkansas is one of the teams that's showing that it can be done. And, well, that top five defense, a lot of it the last few games without former Missouri forward Trevin Brazil, of course, too bad to see Trevin go down there with an ACL tear. He's going to be out for the season but also Nick Smith, one of the most highly regarded true freshmen in the country, doesn't sound like he's likely to play as well, though I, I haven't seen absolute confirmation on that. Smith has only played five games so far and really hasn't been overly effective in them. I wouldn't say he's been bad or anything. I, I just wouldn't say he's been some incredible five-star revelation. Oh my God, he's a top five NBA draft pick kind of player. So perhaps his impact on the game it was maybe a little overrated the amount of time fans and, and media spend talking about him is maybe a little bit overstated but at the same time again you're looking at a team that is not only top five defensively so far they're 35th offensively so there just isn't much that Arkansas does poorly although three-point shooting not great that's the one area where Arkansas can maybe struggle so if the Tigers are able to force Arkansas, maybe with just havoc, number one, Missouri being the number two steal percentage team in the country. Oh, guess what? Arkansas is number eight. Well, maybe they can force them outside of the three-point line. But Arkansas tends to not take a ton of three-pointers, at least this particular season, anyway. Now, interestingly, the KenPom.com projections has Missouri losing this game by nine points. They give the Tigers a 23% chance of victory. Well, actually, again, as I said, over at betonline.net, well, they're a little more optimistic. The Tigers, obviously, seven and a half point underdogs. I find this interesting just because I would tend to lean that way as well. I think I would give Missouri a little bit better of a chance than what the numbers are right now, simply because it just seems like the Tigers are hot right now. I wanted to say, well, they'll have a letdown game possibly. Let's pump the brakes against Kentucky in terms of betting on Missouri. But that was an impressive impressive kind of win, something that made me feel like, wow, they've really figured something out here quite possibly. Frankly, I would stay away. A true road game is just scary in general. And again, I do fear the letdown factor a little bit. Missouri has been hearing how awesome they are for the last week or so. 
perhaps longer and, you know, getting the love from getting ranked in the top 25, that just concerns me a little bit. But at the same time, I think Missouri actually has a better chance to win this ball game than maybe what the numbers are saying. But let's just stay away and keep our money in our wallet for the time being. By the way, Missouri announced that this Saturday's home game against Vanderbilt is officially sold out. That is three straight home sellouts for the Tigers. And for the rest of the home games for January, just limited seats available. So if you want to go out and see this incredibly exciting basketball team, well, I would make your move now or else you might be left out in the cold or possibly paying a premium in the secondary market. So be smart and get your tickets now. I tell you, I'll promise you, the product is worth it right now. Really, really fun basketball, to say the least. Although I have to assume most of you listening to this are probably aware of that at this point. Let's be really honest. And coming up, it's not just offensive coordinator. A lot of big news since I've last talked into this microphone about Missouri football coming up, including a couple important defensive players announcing their return, so let's talk about that after these quick words. Well, Missouri is now returning officially a pretty decent chunk of its really improved defense from last season, including Darius Robinson on the interior offensive line. That young man has announced he's coming back for yet another year with the Tigers, and really that interior defensive line from last season, most of the production seems like it's going to be back, including Josh Landry and Jaden Jernigan. So that's a nice bonus. Also, on the defensive end part of the equation, Trey John Jeffcoat coming back as well. Now, Jeffcoat, his role was a bit usurped last year by DJ Coleman. Isaiah McGuire was more productive, certainly, as well. But considering both of those guys I just mentioned are not going to be back next season, I think just getting Trey John back into the fold in terms of depth is really, really important. Now, a lot of people I've seen online have made, you know, it just seems like, let's just put it this way. It seems like Trey John Jeffcoat's production as a pass rusher has been somewhat diminishing returns the past couple seasons to be brutally honest what that is due to I, I I'm not quite certain is it injury related is it technique related is it this that or the other I'm not frankly enough of a defensive line or end whisperer to know the answers to those questions but I can just tell you that in terms of depth and in terms of a guy who seems like a positive leadership guy in the locker room I'm really glad to have him back no question about that and who knows maybe this will be his most productive season of all now in terms of portal losses transfer portal of course I'm referring to in terms of those losses this offseason Missouri really hasn't been hit all that hard now Dominic Lovett is of course the notable exception that's a huge loss for Missouri he's heading to Georgia So not only does Missouri lose him, they have to play him too. There's no way that I can spin that as a positive whatsoever. But for the most part, the guys that have left the program haven't been really massive contributors. Again, guys like Chris Abrams-Drain and Ennis Rakestraw coming back, just 
you know, reestablishing the pillars, in my opinion, of that Missouri defense last year on the outside, I think that gives the Tigers a great chance to be really good defensively again next year. Now, we are losing another guy, though, Elijah Young, running back from Knoxville, played a couple years here at Missouri. He's officially entering the transfer portal, and really what that says to me is that for as much talk as we've had about really Eli Drinkwitz not necessarily being able to recruit a quarterback yet, at least a surefire one, well, you can certainly say that about the running back position as well. I think that's fair to point out that not only have Drinkwitz well, his two most productive running backs by far been guys that were recruited by Barry Odom. Of course, I'm speaking about Larry Roundtree and Tyler Beatty. But if Elijah Young is transferring and Taj, or excuse me, Taj Butts and B.J. Harris and the transfer Nathaniel Pete, well, none of them were good enough to usurp a guy who started at Truman State a year and a half ago. That's a little bit concerning to me in terms of your running back evaluation because, again, everybody misses one occasionally. Nobody bats a 1,000, but we're almost going over here at this point. Perhaps Tavoris Jones, you know, he showed some, some signs at the end of the year, especially in the passing game that, that looked promising to me. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's the next really good running back, the first one that Drinkwitz has recruited, at least as a high school player that turned out to be a truly productive player. But, you know, running back, maybe that's a position we could evaluate a little bit better and maybe coach up a little bit better as well. Now, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on Eli Drinkwitz for this 2023 season. Whatever your standards are for it, well, I guess that's up to the individual. But, one thing I think we can all agree with, if Drinkwitz isn't back in 2024, well, I don't know that anybody would completely fall out of their chair. I certainly want him to be back. I hope the Drinkwitz era takes off this coming season in 2023. I think that's what we all want. That would be a lot easier than starting over with yet another new coach. Having said all that, Missouri is going to have a new coach next season. Well, a name to put in the back of your brain for future reference, maybe file it away, is Tulane coach Willie Fritz. And, of course, you may have seen Tulane this past Monday with a big-time comeback with a win in the Cotton Bowl over the USC Trojans. So, obviously, Fritz has done an incredibly impressive job at Tulane. Now, granted, Tulane, it's in the deep south. You're in New Orleans. You've got some things going for you there in theory. It's also a great academic school. But, you know, frankly, a lot of times that goes against you, right, the whole academic thing. And also, just really, Tulane has been irrelevant for a long, long time. So that's actually what he's done there is incredibly impressive. And the reason I bring him up in particular, not only would he be a potential candidate at a lot of different places throughout the country at a power five, if that's where he wants to go. Well, just three short years ago, actually, Willie Fritz said that Missouri is, in fact, his, quote, dream job, believe it or not. And I say believe it or not because he's a guy who was born in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, played, played football at Pittsburgh State in Kansas, started off his coaching career in the state of Kansas, but eventually 
moved on to Central Missouri State, was their head coach from 97 to 2009. And that's the moment where I, uh, apparently he started to realize, hey, I kind of like Missouri. I, I don't know. Should I take this whole thing with a grain of salt, the dream job deal? He just doesn't strike me as a guy that would just say something willy-nilly like that if it weren't true. What What is the advantage to him for saying that if it isn't, in fact, true? So, again, I just thought, hey, Willie Fritz, really interesting name there. If Missouri's going to be looking for a coach in a year or two, again, just file that one away in terms of total speculation. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. That's Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.